Well, hello, hello, everybody. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 278. How the hell are you bastards doing? How's it going, everybody? Everybody good? Hey, man, look, I just want to thank you guys, everybody, for um, for the uh, taking the 277 episode challenge. <laughs> basically that was just kind of a uh, a tweet that i put out there because i thought it'd be kind of cute to you know just another way of promoting the podcast on twitter and everything like that but apparently some of you kind of took me up on that because i saw a lot of you uh listen to a whole bunch of uh, episodes from the past and kind of skipped around and everything like that more so than uh than norm so obviously you guys uh took the uh, 277 episode challenge seriously and I want to thank you for that very, very much. But I noticed that on average, each one of you only listened to in, during the past a week that that tweet was up. Uh, you only listened to about 14 episodes each. So uh, <laughs> that ain't enough. OK, the challenge was a 277 episode challenge. And if it's a 277 episode challenge, that means you have to listen to. Now, and I got news for you right now, my friends, it's going to be a 278 episode challenge from now on, because that's what the next one is. That's what this one is. So I need you to do that. OK, <laughs> I know it's physically impossible to do that. I get it. I understand it's physically impossible to do that, but that has nothing to do with me. You got to get it done, damn it. So I got to ask you a question. And this is very, very important for me to ask you this question. How many of you actually are satisfied where you are physically? That's the question. How many of you are satisfied where you are physically? I mean, how many of you are actually in shape? Good shape. Good physical shape. You know, how many of you feel really, really comfortable? Now, I'm not talking about the idiotic media ideal of what someone's supposed to look like. I'm not talking about you got to look like a fitness model. I'm not talking about you got to look like some kind of athlete. I'm not talking about that because, quite frankly, when you see those pictures in the magazines, when you see those pictures, you got to realize that it's very, very similar to a bodybuilder going into a competition or a fighter going into a fight. There's maybe a six to eight week period where they go in overdrive with their diet. They go in overdrive with the workouts because they're shooting for a specific date, a specific target date, and they have to hit that specific target date in uh, regards to fitness. They have to look a certain way by that time. And I've met some of those people. And I actually, you know, and, I, and I'm telling you right now from personal experience, they don't look like that all the time. <laughs> you just can't do it. And it's really weird when people who are genetically blessed to fall within the, the ideal that we've been forced to believe in, when they fall closer to that and that's why they're hired for these particular jobs, you know, they don't just randomly pick some dude off the street and go, would you like to be on the cover of a Midden's Fitness magazine? They don't randomly pick some lady up off the street and go, would you, would you like to be on the cover of this fitness magazine? No, they know what the ideal is and they find that small group of people that fit into it. And then they take that small group of people who naturally fit into it. And then they take those people and have them work out and eat right. They have makeup people, lighting, Photoshop and all of that stuff. And what happens is we see that and we try to meet 
meet that and we can't meet that because if we could meet that, it wouldn't be on the cover of the magazine. If we all looked like that, they would find something that we are not and put that on the cover of the magazine and make us all looking, make us all look forward to doing that. That's just the way it is. Right. You watch a basketball team. These people have gifts to be able to do the things you need to do on a basketball court. They run faster, jump higher. They have better reflexes and things of that nature. They can do those things and you can't. You've been on the basketball court. You've seen that LeBron James can do things you can't do. You've seen that Steph Curry can do things you can't do. That's why they got hired for that job. And that's why they get paid that money because they can do that and you can't. But we don't beat ourselves to death and we don't torture ourselves. We don't make ourselves feel horrible because we can't slam dunk over three, six foot five dudes. Do we? No. We don't do that because it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid to think that you could meet up to those standards. And that's why nobody cares about that. But we do beat the crap out of ourselves because we can't meet the standards on the cover of a magazine. I fell into that. There was a point where I worked myself to death and lifted and lifted. I lifted three or four hours a day every single day. That's right. I meant every day. Didn't take any days off. I was in the gym so much and so often. And this is this is the truth. My membership actually ran out. I had been going. I had gone to the gym so much that they stopped making me sweep my car. I didn't realize that I didn't even have a membership at that gym for, for a few months. And then I realized, wait a minute, this car, I had to walk into the office and go, dude, my membership ran out. He goes, when did it run out, man? I goes, here, he goes, oh, good Lord, you've been coming here for this amount of time. I said, yeah. I said, you know what, I, I've been using the gym. I'll, I'll pay this, when I, I'm gonna re-up my thing while I'm here and uh, I'll pay for the amount of time that I use it because I, I didn't realize. He goes, no, that's all right, so it was our mistake. And, uh, and, uh, okay. and then I paid for it and then I started going to the gym again, uh, working and working and working. And um, and I got into the kind of shape that with those dudes, you know, with the double packs and quadruple packs and the six packs and double delts and quadruple and, and did this, that and all of that crap. And it took up so much time. It took up so much time. I didn't get a chance to do anything else. I got I had to do less comedy because I was working out. I had to do, be with my woman less because I was working out. I didn't get to hang out with my friends as much because I was working out. And then then I got in that kind of shape. Was it worth it? Hell no. I'd rather be with my girlfriend. I'd rather have done more comedy. I'd rather be with my girlfriend. I'd rather be with my girlfriend. I'd rather be with my girlfriend and also comedy. <laughs> but we beat ourselves up because we're not that. And the funny thing now is as a, as a guy who's shrinking his ass, you know, I'm confused by it. Because I went in the exact opposite direction. I got really heavy, you know, for, for many reasons, you know. And... um I got sick for a little while. I'm fine as far regarding that, uh, or rather injured, not sick, injured. And, um, you know, and then after a while, it's like, eh, I ain't got time for that. And you get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And you don't realize you're getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier until you realize when you stand up, your ass is still shaking about 10 minutes after you got up. And you're going, is that an earthquake? No, that's my ass cheeks that will not stop shaking because I'm a fat bastard. Yeah, I can call myself that F y'all. So I decided, not, and you heard about it if you listened to me for a while, you heard about the, uh, when I started to work out a little more and little, eat a little bit better and all of those kind of things. And I talked about it and I did a thing called Team Ass Shrink and everything like that. And my ass was shrinking. And I started out with a selfie. I took a selfie. I took some selfies of myself. I put on the head on my, my Speedo actions and I took the pictures that no one else could see, just me. And I took the picture at my heaviest 
at my heaviest. And when I say heaviest, I don't mean my heaviest just in general. I mean, that was literally the heaviest I had ever been in my life. Oh, no. And I looked at the picture and I realized as I'm looking at the picture, actually, actually what I didn't, what I, what, I, what I did was I looked at the picture and I, and I go, wait, that, this, this must be something wrong with the camera. Like they always said, the camera always adds 10 pounds. The, the, the camera adds to, but the, the, the full statement is the camera adds 10 pounds plus, you know, big man boobs plus a big gut plus, okay, the camera adds, okay, F the camera. This was not the camera. This was me. I'm going to there a special Photoshop function here that automatically makes you look fatter than you think you are in this damn thing. Is that, no, that's not, that's actually just, that's how big my ass is and the, the gut is. Then they, they, this is horrible. And I looked at the scale and I remember when the doctor told me what I weighed and I remembered in my mind I had a number that I knew was the worst, the heaviest I had been. At least that's what I thought. And they told me the number and it was substantially higher than the number that I thought was the heaviest I had ever been. This was a while ago, obviously. And I'm going, oh. You ever have a number in your mind if you're a little overweight and you go, I'm never going past that weight. You'll never, or you see someone on television in a workout commercial and you go, that person weighs that. That'll never happen to me. Well, imagine if you had that number and you're now 40 pounds heavier than the number that you thought you would never hit if everything went wrong. Oh, no. Because that's what happened to me. Oh, no. So I decided, damn it, I'm going to work out. I got rowing machines. You know, I bought one of them from, I forgot what store I bought it from. It was like, a, you know, those rowing machines that, that's very light. It's not heavy. It's, it's you know, it has the, you know, it was, a, it was a light rowing machine. It was the kind of rowing machine you could pick up and carry into another room. It wasn't one of those heavy duty ones because that would have required heavy duty money. And I didn't have it. But I had enough of this. And I bought them. My, my uncle had some of those old weights. You know, the weights that are the weight plates, but they had sand in the middle of them, you know, and they look kind of clunky and everything, but they were free because he gave them to me. So I ain't complaining. That's how I felt when I got to that weight. Oh, no. And I started working out, started working out and I started shrinking. And I went from the highest weight of at that I'd ever been at that time down to my previous weight that I thought was too fat down below that and below that and below that. And then I was in pretty good shape. I was in the shape of the average person who works out every once in a while. And that was good enough. Right. All of a sudden, that was cool. I wasn't called fat boy when somebody wanted to get my attention anymore. No one ever called me. Hey, big man. You know, I didn't want to say fat boy. That's when someone calls you. Hey, big dude. Hey, big guy. Hey, big fella. That's just a, a polite person's way of saying, hey, fat boy. It's the same thing. It's like someone goes, hey, N word. We know what the N word means. You're too polite or too smart to say the actual N word. So you say N word. Well, it's like that. Right. If somebody goes in, I can't, can't stand them damn N words. You know what they really meant. And if somebody says, hey, big fella, you could have said, hey, you right there in a the striped shirt. I'm the only one wearing a striped shirt. But you had to make sure you called me big guy, didn't you, you bastard? Well, you know what I'm talking about. So I started working out and working out and working out and working out and working out. And I got in pretty good shape. I got in pretty good shape. Pretty good. Still a little too heavy, but pretty good. No one called me fat boy. Pretty good. Women still wanted to get it on with me. Pretty good. And then I moved out to Los Angeles. 
And Los Angeles has a way of making you healthy when you don't even realize you're getting healthy. Right. I was it was back in Hollywood and they had veggie burgers everywhere. So I'm going, let me try this veggie burger. Not a big deal. Let me try it. I'm eating a veggie burger and it was pretty good. You know, this salad is pretty good, too. Yeah. What's that? Runyon Canyon? Yeah, I'll walk up it. No problem. I'll go there. Hey, let's do that again. That was fun. So now you're hiking. You, how the hell did I start hiking? And you realize I was eating veggie burgers and salads. And you realize I'm not drinking as much soda as I used to. I'm drinking water. Oh. And then all of a sudden you realize all the extra fat on your body is gone. I mean, gone, gone, gone. And then you get a gym membership. Like I said, gym membership. And you start working out. And all of a sudden these muscles start popping up. And all of a sudden you start seeing a box form around your, around your abs. And then there's lines in there. And now you have these ass six pack. Wait a second. I got a six pack. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you're jumping over stuff and lifting stuff. You didn't know you could lift. You are in great shape and you don't even know how the hell it happened. Thank you, California. Oh, thanks a lot. That's what happened. Then some other things happened. You know, I wound up back on the East Coast. You know, I, I was a string of bad relationships. A bunch of women that I thought I could trust, I found out that I couldn't trust. Some of it was my fault because the signs were there. And some of it was their fault because, well, they banged other dudes. <laughs> right? You know, and California has a way of either turning you into the biggest thing in the world or beating your ass. And it's really weird and really confusing because you go on stage and everything's going great. You're getting standing O's and quadruple standing O's and everybody's chanting your name and crap. And nobody, you're not getting the gigs. You go to the audition and people are going, that was incredible. And then you find out you didn't get the gig. And how come I'm, you keep telling me how incredible I am and I'm not getting any gigs. And also, the chick I'm dating is banging someone behind. I got to break up with her. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to date someone from my acting class. You know, I'm going to do that. She's so gorgeous and that she's also now she's banging someone. If this is great. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to date this woman. I'm sure she's not. And she's also banging someone else. Oh. <laughs> and all of a sudden you don't want to work out anymore. You're kind of bummed out. You're spending too much time trying to work on these relationships that aren't going to work out in the first place. You're thanking God you don't have any sexually transmitted diseases. And you get a little heavier. Oh, no. You're getting a little heavier. Oh. That's okay. You're still not as fat as you were before. You, oh. Yeah, I'm going to take a little time off from comedy. I'm going to work on that. Oh. And the next thing you know, you're a fat bastard again. And now you're actually heavier than you were in the first place because you're bummed out. You can't trust people. You, you, you're really great at your job, but you're not getting the accolades you think you deserve. And all of a sudden, you're a fat bastard who's even fatter than you were when you were your fattest. But now this is your fattest. And everything's falling apart and you got nothing. And you start rebuilding yourself. You start to feel good again. And now you want to get the ass off. You want to shrink and you start working out and working out and working out. And that's where you are now. You're rebuilding everything. And you were a fat bastard and you're still a fat bastard, but you're not as big of a fat bastard as you were before. I looked at my first weight loss selfie when I was at my fattest ever up until this point, ever. And I looked at the picture and good, ooh. 
I mean, I'd actually seen this every day when you shower, but now that you're concentrated on it and you're thinking about where you need to be, you're starting to remember where you were. You're starting to remember looking in the mirror and seeing the sliced up pecs and the sliced up abs and the thing and the thing. You remember walking down the street and having the hot women drive behind you in the car talking about stuff they wanted to do to your butt, saying, come on, turn around, turn around, turn around. And you turn around and they see you in the front and go, oh, he's fine too. Oh, damn, now I really want some of that. And they're going, you're damn right. <laughs> Actually, I didn't go, you're damn right. I was like, are they talking to me? Because I still had the fat guy mentality, even though my body was slamming and I was, and I'm, I, let's be honest, I'm damn cute. Especially then, because I was younger. F y'all. I'm cute now too. F y'all. <laughs> right? So what I did was I erased those weight loss selfies that I had from that fat boy point, to make a big, big fat guy point to now the fat guy point. Because I thought I, I was doing it wrong then, man. I was doing it wrong. I wasn't getting the results I deserved, damn it, or that I think I deserved. Just like with your career, when you know everything's going, you, you know you're good and everything's great, but you're not getting the results. You got to realize, wait a second, maybe I'm not getting the results because I'm doing something wrong. Maybe it's not other people. Maybe it's not the world. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. So I got rid of all those weight loss selfies. I erased them. And the acts I had done before, I put them in boxes and boxes and boxes of jokes that I used to tell. And I duct taped them closed and I put them in a safe place. Because I don't want to look like I'm looking now and I don't want to go back to looking like I did then. I want to go looking like I'm going to look, you know, months from now or a year from now when I'm done with this weight loss crap. I want to look in the mirror again and go, yeah, because it's better to go, yeah, than because right now, I'm, you know, at the heavies, I was like, oh, right now I'm like, eh. and it's better to be than because oh, now I'm, eh. but before I was, oh, and I want to go from oh, to, eh, to all right. But I also needed, I needed to set a date for when I'm going to pick the microphone up again. And I have. I'm going to start performing again in November. Now, granted, there's going to be stuff I wrote recently because I've taken all the stuff that I had written up until a certain point and shelved it. It's going to be all fresh, fresh cuts, my friend. Fresh cuts. And speaking of cuts, I want to have some cuts, damn it. I know I'm not the only person going through this. I know I'm not the only person who's a, was a fatter bastard and is now a fat bastard, but not as fat a bastard as I was when I was a fat, fatter bastard. I'm still a fat bastard, but not that fatter bastard. And I want to be a good looking fit bastard and I will. But isn't it weird when you kind of come to a moment when you look at what you're doing and you look at where you are and you realize you were fucking up the whole time? You realize you were blaming other people and it was really you because you weren't doing the shit you were supposed to be doing because that's what's happening. And it feels really bad because you're going, oh, I wasted so much time. But when you figure it out, you go, hey, I ain't going to waste any more. So this is the line in the sand, my friends. And I know you can relate to this because there's something that you 
you thought you were doing well and you realize you were a little bit off and that it's wrong and you're not getting the results you you want to get not because somebody's against you not because of the circumstances not because of something else it's because of your punk ass well that's how i feel right now you know it's really weird you know because i was talking before and you and if you i talked about cheat meals I talked about cheat meals before. I said, when I lose this amount of weight, I'm going to have a cheat day or a cheat meal. And I realized, why the fuck should you have a cheat meal? That doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, what what is the sense of a cheat meal? The, the thing, the cheat meal is the thing that got you in the trouble that you were in in the first place. You're fat and now you're going to have a cheat meal. I'm going to work out and I'm going to reward myself with the stuff that messed me up in the first place. What? You lose your work, your help, you eat healthy, you're starting to feel good. All of a sudden you don't have upset stomachs meeting the steaks and all of that kind of crap. You feel you eat the salad and you feel good. You drink water instead of all of those soda and you feel good. And they go, well, that's great. I've been just been a whole week. It's been two weeks now. It's been three weeks and I'm feeling good. I can see my weight's been losing. I lost some weight. It's been three weeks and I lost like I lost like 12 pounds and everything. I'm feeling, I can actually feel the difference. I feel much better. Oh, this is grabbing my stomach. This is not bothering me. I'm, everything's great. <laughs> you know what I'm going to reward myself with a huge slice of cake and pizza. You know, the shit that got me in this trouble in the first place. Right? You know, I had a good day of working out, a good week of working out, a good two weeks of working out, a good three weeks of working out. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lay down and not move. <laughs> I'm going to do no cardio. I'm going to give myself a cheat rest. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I've been? I've been a faithful husband for two years, three years, four years, five years. You know what? They say the seven year itch. I decided that I've been faithful to my wife for 10 years. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to reward myself by knocking up my hot young secretary. I mean, I've been a good husband for 10 years. I've been a good father, for right? And I, I, I and I, all of that. So I mean, if I, shouldn't I reward myself by banging my secretary who's 21 years old with a perfect body? I know my wife is gorgeous and lovely and incredible and I love her and she's the best thing that ever happened to me. And I even look at her picture and I cry sometimes because I'm so happy that she's with me. And I look at the pictures of my kids and I realize I was born to be here. I was born to bring these kids into the world. I was born to love these kids. I love hugging the kids. I love when I come home and they run up to me and say, hey, daddy, hey, daddy. And I pick them up and I kiss them and I love them and I hug them and I help them with their homework. And they're great kids and incredible kids. And my wife comes in and she's the greatest and the most incredible person. And we get we go upstairs, we get it on, we demolish each other. It's incredible and it's the greatest. I didn't think anything could be so good and so great and so incredible. I wouldn't do anything in the world. I, I would jump in front of a bullet for my kids, my woman. She's the best and most incredible thing. I even like her friends, her parents like me, her siblings like me, all of her friends like me. And I've been doing that for all this time. And I think it's only fair that I reward myself by having intercourse and ejaculating deep inside of that 21 year old who I don't really care about, but she looks good. And it would be kind of cool for people to see me getting it on with her. I think I'm, gonna I'm only going to do it for a week. I'm only going to get it on with her for a week. Then I'm going to go back to being a good husband. And then three more years from now, if she's still working at the company, I'm going to bag her again because I want to reward myself. That doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it makes absolutely no sense. You know what? I have not had a drink in 10 years and I think it's great you know what I'm gonna do it's been 10 years I'm gonna 
just go out one time for old time's sake and get so drunk that I wake up with a beer bottle wrapped around a beer bottle in my pants, not knowing how it happened. And I'm going to be covered in bird droppings. I don't know what happened. And I also don't know why I'm tied to this flagpole, but I'm going to do it for old time's sake because it's going to be great. And then I'm going to go back to being to not drinking again. It's just the most incredible thing. And it's a great, you know what? I got out of jail. I got out of jail for murder, you know, and, and, and I and I and I got out of jail. And I've been on and I'm literally literally off parole now. I've been off parole. I've been clean living. I haven't killed anybody for 15 years. It's been great. I'm the president of this company. I'm the pastor of this church. But you know what? I remember when I killed that guy, I actually kind of I didn't mean to kill him. I just I mean, I mean you know, when you back a car over a guy a couple of times, I mean, I, you know, I guess that's what the natural result of things. But I was really mad. And I'll be honest with you, when I ran over that guy, I actually kind of enjoyed myself. And uh, you know what? It's only fair. I think I should uh, I should probably kill a couple of more people, you know, because I haven't killed anybody in 15 years. I've been a good guy. I'm not going to go on a murder spree. I was going to kill a couple of people. It's not a big deal. There was a couple of people back then that I wanted to kill, but I got arrested before I got a chance to kill them. And I'm going to go back and kill. it's just it's only two people. There's seven and a half billion people on the planet i'm not going to touch any of those other people there's five million people in the city i'm not going to kill any well i'm going to kill two of them but not in the rest of them it's just one it's just a couple of killings it's not a big deal i'm not going to hurt i'm going to make sure that they're off to the side where no one knows where they are that where there's i don't have any witnesses that i have to kill or, or frighten i'm just saying i'm going to have some cheat murders there's nothing wrong with that right i'm not going to be a murderer for all the time i'm not going to make murder my career it's just going to be a cheat murder isn't that all right <laughs> and as and I granted I took that to the extreme, but I was looking through some of my old videos and I saw the video I did of the Whopper and I was talking about how the Whopper is the best hamburger and and, and ironically it was one the, the, the episodes that you responded to them. I mean, you, you respond to all the episodes, but the episodes that are over and above regarding responses and email and, and Twitter, Twitter messages and you know direct messages is when I talked about the Whopper being the best hamburger in the world. When I talked about uh, my specific tuna hoagie recipe that Ray from the Naked Porch has no taste in hoagies. And if you're listening, Ray, I dig you, but your hoagie taste buds suck all right i just want to say that right now ray from the naked porch podcast knows nothing about hoagies punk and i talked about how i like to put spicy mustard and barbecue sauce on my tuna hoagies and by the way if any of you are out there talking to the to the car radio and going yuck shut up punks <laughs> right and I talk, and those are the ones that it's among the ones that get the most response. But I used to actually eat those things. And the funny thing is, after I ate them, and they were they tasted good when you're eating. But then I realized, yeah, that tasted good for 16 minutes. But what did I do to myself? When that was my cheat meal, I cheated. I did a cheat meal. I worked out and I ate good and I lost some weight and I had a whopper. That doesn't make any sense. I worked out and I looked good and I had a tuna hoagie. That doesn't make any sense. I worked good and I felt good and I had cupcakes and ice cream. That doesn't make any sense. You know, you take a day off from working out because circumstances don't allow you to work out. And you go, well, I normally work out and lift weights Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And this Wednesday, I, the work kept me from working out. So technically, I could literally just work out Thursday and Saturday and take Sunday off. That way, I will stay on my schedule. But, you know, I might as well just not work out on, you know, on Thursday at all. 
you know, because because there's going to be another workout on Friday. So I might as well just, you know, skip another day. That means it'll be two days that I don't work out and then I'll go straight to Friday, you know, and then, well, you know, it's kind of weird now, you know, because I mean, Friday's here and, you know, and I mean, I'll just I'll just work out twice as hard Saturday and get get big, get bad. And then two weeks goes by and you didn't work out. You had two cheat weeks. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. I'm saying this in public because I want to make sure that I don't slip. I don't believe I will. But sometimes when you say something in public, you kind of have to do it because, you know, it makes you feel like it, it feels good to get it out there in the universe. It feels good to say it out loud to make it real. And also a lot of people in different different countries will write you and say, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? <laughs> and I know that's going to happen. You bastards. So, yes, in November, I will be picking up the microphone again and performing again. Uh, November of this year, picking up the microphone and performing again, trying to get myself back in stand up shape. And starting in August, which will be Tuesday. Actually, I'm actually going to start today, but the technical start will be August 1st. I'm going to go back into I'm going to go into hyperdrive with the workouts and the eating good. And I'm not going to eat good just because I'm going to lose, want to lose a certain amount of weights. And I'm not going to do that cheat meal crap. I'm just going to do a straight up change of everything and create a lifestyle that's going to give me the health that I want and do the stand up that, um, where I do the stand up the way I want to. With the podcast, I've already started doing whatever the fuck I want to do. I think you figured that out. But with the stand up, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. The people that like it, cool. The people that don't like it, F y'all. <laughs> But that's what I want to do. And I, and, and I just want and, and, and I say this to you um, mainly because I know that there's got to be it's got to be the same for you guys, too. There's got to be stuff that, you know, that you want to do, too. You know, and there's something holding you back. Maybe it's somebody said something to you. Maybe you think it's going to be too hard. Maybe you think it's going to be too difficult. It's going to take too long. But I always have this thing where I, where I will see something that happens in front of me that has nothing to do with what I'm thinking. I'll draw the correlations. My garage was a big, huge mess, and it was disgusting, and there was a leak of water in there. And I, when I opened it up, it kind of stank because I don't put the car in there. I store stuff in there, and it was really disgusting. I hadn't been back there in a while, and some stuff got destroyed because of the water, and I was not looking forward to it, and I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And finally, circumstances came to a head, and I had no choice but to clean that crap out. So I opened the door up, and it stinks, and it's gross, and I'm shuffling stuff out, and it's just gross and stinking and just disgusting and gross and the worst thing in the world i'm thinking quincy from the classic 70s show clint quincy who was a medical examiner what a, it was an episode and the, when the quincy the show would come on he'd go now we're going to introduce you to the world of forensic medicine in the title in the title sequence and he starts to cut on the body and you see the police officers who are supposed to be watching it as observers begin to slowly drop to the ground because of what's happening is so gross well i got news for you if quincy had seen that garage his ass would have dropped and i'm going to now quincy i want to introduce you to the world world of as anthony's neglected storage space bam ba -da -da -da. the weird quincy go he passed out because it's even gross for him and he's used to chopping up bodies that's how bad it was and i spent the whole day i said i'm gonna do this now that's it i'm not stopping f everything else 
I'm going to get this done. And I did it. And it was gross and disgusting and double disgusting and quadruple disgusting and quintuple disgusting and double and quadruple ad and triple ad. And it was gross and disgusting and disgusting. But it was done. And when it was done, I looked at it and I went, hey, it looks pretty nice. And it's clean. And I'm never going to let that shit happen again, ever. And I realized that's what I was doing with my body now. Hey, man, I, compared to what I wanted to be, it's gross. Not that I'm a gross person or, or, or horrible or anything like that. But I'm saying the, 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 the body fat and the, and, the, and, the, and the things that I, I want, I'm out. And it's going to take a long time. And I'm going to have to focus on it. But when I'm done, it's going to be like my garage. Clean. And I'm going to look at it and go, hey, that looks nice. And I'm never going to let it get junky again. When I looked at my stand-up from back in the day, it was great. I was really proud of it. But when I look at the stuff that I'm writing now, the stuff that I'm writing now blows that shit away. It's like it's two different people. It's so much better. And compared to what I'm doing right now, when I compare the stuff I'm about to do to the stuff I used to do, it's like that dirty girl. It's like that garage. Was it good? Did it work? Was it effective? Yes. Did people love it? Yes. But it's nothing compared to what I'm doing right now. So I had to shovel that stuff into those boxes of jokes and duct tape them closed. And I'm going to look at it when I finish, when I finish doing that. And when I start performing again, I'm going to look at my act compared to the act that I used to have. And I'm going to go, hey, this looks nice. I'm never going to let it get chunky again. So that's what's about to happen. August 1st, hyperdrive on the body. November, hyperdrive on the act. I know you can relate to this. I know there's something that's just like this happening for you. I know it. You may not, you may not even, <laughs> you may not even be willing to admit it to yourself right now. I know there's something, but you, you'll get it. Because there was a time when I didn't get it. There was a time when I just looked at the junk and went, eh, whatever. Too too difficult. And it always seems difficult. But once you shovel out the shit, once you get it in trash bags, once you throw it out front, once the sanitation people come and pick that shit up and it's long gone, once you look back at the metaphorical garage and it's clean and it's set up the way you want it and you can use the space the way you want it instead of having crap stored in there you can turn it into a gym if you want to you can start parking your car in there again if you want to you can just you can turn it into a man cave if you want to but you have the option and you didn't have the option when all that junk was in there it looks nice now is what you're going to say and I'm looking forward to looking at my body and going hey it looks nice now and I'm looking forward to when I start my stand-up career again, looking at it and going, hey, it looks nice now. Because that's what's going to happen. And I want it to happen for you too. Because I want it to happen for everybody. But more so to you because you are my sass bastards. But okay, I shouldn't have said that. That kind of ruined the nice sentiment. I want it to be for every, everybody. <laughs> Actually, more for you guys because you're my sass bastards. But don't tell anybody else. I want things to be good for them too. But I want things to be better for you because y'all listen to me. <laughs> they can hear that too. Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Cool. Segment over. Well, folks, good news, good news, good news. Obviously, it happened a few days earlier and I was distracted and I didn't post it when it happened. But I have a new baby grandniece and it's great. 
I love when the baby, when the nieces and nephews and everything, the cousins have the babies because I love the babies and they bring over the babies and they get to play with the babies and meet the babies and the babies all love me. My grandnephew is four and they, 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 they love him. He loves me. We have a great time. I always hug him when he comes over. My grandniece, I always hug up when she comes over and all the babies and the little cousin babies and the, the babies and I love the babies. But I realized that the, even the people who had these babies, my nieces and nephews and cousins, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old enough to be their dad because I'm nine days older than, them, than my cousin who's their mother. So obviously I'm old enough to be their dad because we're the same age. And I'm starting to get a little suspicious with the babies. Because I remember everybody was at, at the house in Thanksgiving. And I saw all these adults with their babies. And I realized... Everybody in this room, I've changed their diaper. Everyone, the babies and the people that had the babies. And for a minute, I'm going, man, I'm getting old because these adults are. Pe I actually wiped the asses of every adult in here, and and and, and their babies. This is really weird being in a room full of people whose asses you've, you've wiped everyone's ass in the room. It's weird. I mean, not not the parents and the grandparents. You know, but that's probably going to happen at some point in the future. <laughs> Just kidding. They're going in homes. But it's really weird when you realize that 80 percent of the people in the room, you've wiped their ass at some point when they were babies. And then you wipe their baby's ass because eventually you're always going to wind up having to change at least one diaper. I'm in the bathroom. Could you change the diaper? Are you really doing anything in the bathroom? Of course I am. Why did you just turn the water on? I'm washing my hands. Oh, then that means you're almost out of the bathroom. I mean, no, I'm not washing my hands. You just want me to change the diaper, don't you? Because you know this is an extra stinky one. Pretty much. Then why don't you just come down? Because now I know that the jig is up, punk. Get out of here, punk. But you change the babies and you love the babies. You hug the babies. You kiss the babies. I love the babies, the babies, the babies, the babies. But wait a second. I realized something. Everybody in this, all the young people in this room, I've wiped their asses when they were babies. And all of their babies, I've wiped their asses at some point, And I realized everyone in here has spit in my mouth at some point. Every stinking one of them. And half of them have peed on me. Every single one of that half has at least peed, spit or peed on me at some point. Bastards. Pick up the baby. The baby smiles. The baby grabs your face. You kiss the baby. And we all make the same dumbass mistake. You lift the baby up over your head. <laughs> and you laugh. And the moment you laugh, a line of slob falls into your mouth. And then you're like, oh, fuck, 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 and you wipe your mouth and you hold the baby in front of you and the baby's laughing. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence. I'm thinking the baby's playing that shit. Right? You're eating a cheesesteak and he or she's eating that bullshit and that little punk ass bottle or some crap that you ground up and all of that crap and they give them that crap and they you know how a baby when a baby you try to give them to eat the stuff and they swing their hands and they knock the crap on the ground oh the baby just doesn't have good eye hand coordination because they were baby yeah right no next time the baby knocks the spoon out of your hand and you got to pick it up on the floor i want you to Begin working on wiping it up and then very quickly look back at the baby. Make sure it's a quick move so the baby doesn't know what's coming because that's what I did. My baby needs and I give it the baby. Oh, that's cute. She doesn't want that. She slapped the thing on the floor and I picked it up and I made a quick look up like that. 
And I realized maybe she did it on purpose. And why was that? Because when I look back up at the baby, she was holding the cell phone and giving me the middle finger with the other hand. And I'm going, what the hell is this? And she goes, Ooh, and then she jammed that she tried to jam the phone back into a diaper. And I said, wait a second. And I pulled the phone out and I saw what she had put me on Snapchat. And it said, my grand uncle is a douchebag. And I went, how dare you? First of all, who's paying for this cell phone plan? And then how the hell can you actually type in my grand uncle is a douchebag when you can't even yet and she went I can't and I went ah you just talked and she says shut up old man you tell anybody that I can talk and I'm gonna act then they, who are they gonna believe you or me they're gonna think you're crazy gramps now shut up punk and give me some real food I'm getting tired of eating this peas and carrot crap you better get me a popsicle bitch babies are mean and I had to give her popsicles. Pain in the ass. Because she was just going to run roughshod through my house. They didn't even realize she could walk. She was only three weeks old at that time. And she walked to the house smoking a cigar, talking about, and they're going to think you smoked this. And I'm going to go, I don't smoke cigars. Yeah, they're going to think I did it. Shut up, old man, and bring me a popsicle and turn to some real shows. I'm not watching that crap with the cartoons. You better turn on the damn Netflix and put on that Jackie Chan movie where he kicks people in the face, punk. Babies. Trying to fool somebody. And she did that to me for years until they moved away. Now she's an adult and doesn't remember doing it. Or maybe she does remember doing it. And she just feels guilty. And she comes over and she's an adult now. And we're having a great relationship. And I kind of forgot about it. I forgave her for that. And she leaves me with her baby. And she says, I'm going to go to the store. Would you mind watching them? Not a problem. Not a problem. And as soon as she leaves, the little baby, I pick up in the bass and that. She goes, be looking extra cute. And she hugs me and gives me a kiss on the forehead. And I'm like, oh, little baby. And she doesn't really know what she's doing. You know, babies always put their mouths on you and all that kind of crap. They don't know what's going on. And I put her above my head and a giant drool goes right in my mouth. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> mommy told me you'd fall for that crap again, you old bastard. And I went, what? She goes, yeah, I can talk in three weeks too. Now put me in the bass. And then she says, you, you gave her popsicles when she was a baby and I said that's wrong she said shut up punk <sighs> yeah, put her in a high chair and, and her mother at least made it look like she was accidentally knocking stuff on the floor this baby actually pulled out her cell phone and said watch this you old bastard and threw it on the floor and said pick that shit up bitch and make sure you smile for the camera cause I am calling you a douchebag on snapchat punk and I couldn't believe it the ironic thing about it was Snapchat wasn't even invented when her mother was a baby. She had actually invented it just to humiliate me for the future when the real Snapchat was invented. I said, this is just evil. <laughs> In all seriousness, my friends, I really do think babies are really aiming for the mouth. Right. How many of you have actually been hit by baby drool in the forehead? Ever had a baby drool in your forehead? Nope. Ever have a baby drool in your eye? Nope. Ever have a baby put a line of drool on your shirt? Nope. But where does it go? 
in your nose? Nope. Right in your mouth. They're aiming that shit. I can't prove babies can talk. I can't prove babies will catch you on Snapchat and throw a middle finger up when you're not looking. I can't prove it. But all I'm saying is the evidence is piling up. The evidence that babies are aiming for our mouths with that line of spit is piling up. I'm telling you, it's piling up. We all had the babies in the bass and that upstairs and we put them in the, you know, you had the little, the little baby cage for the babies. That's what I'm going to call it, the baby cage. We had four babies in there. And I walked up and I didn't want to disturb them. They were really, really cute playing. And then I noticed that they had the babies had a replica of, of adult hands. And on the bottom, they had a picture of me with my mouth open with a bullseye over my mouth. And they were practicing spitting in it. And I said, you little pieces of shit. And they said, oh, I said, stop the goo goo gaga crap. I just saw what you did. And then they pulled out their little baby cigars and said, shut up, jackass. You're going to take that spit and like it because it's a ritual in this family. That's what we do. We spit in Uncle S's mouth. You're going to take it and like it, punk. Well, I don't like it. And I'm hoping that my new baby grandniece does not get corrupted by the rest of the babies in my family. I'll find out soon enough. You know what I'm going to do when I when they bring her over to visit? I'm going to get a, a do-rag and I'm going to tie it on my face like I'm a bank robber back in the 1800s and have my mouth covered. So if the baby tries to spit in my mouth, all they're going to do is spit on the do-rag. Yeah, that's right. It stops now. It stops now. Babies, you spit in the mouth bastards. I know what you're trying to do. Oh, no, don't look at your radio, your car, or your phone like I'm crazy. I'm trying to help you bastards out. I'm trying to tell you, if you got a new baby, trust me, that baby is plotting to spit in your mouth as we speak. And guess what? If you're dumb enough to let that baby spit in your mouth after me, your friend, S. Anthony Thomas, tried to warn you when you deserve to have your mouth spit in, punks. I'm trying to help you. Let us, Anthony, help you. <laughs> Segment over. Well, everybody, thanks again for stopping by. This has been episode number 278 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I really, really appreciate you guys stopping by. You know, I know I say it all the time, but I really do appreciate it. You know, when you when you're doing something that you really love to do and that means a lot to you. And you got people listening and, you know, and, and, and telling friends and stuff like that. It really means a lot to me. And I, I appreciate it. Thank you for your kind words and direct messages. Thank you for your kind words on Facebook. Thank you for your kind words in the email. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, this, this, this podcast is everywhere. Okay. Uh, it's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on TuneIn Radio, Podcast Revolution Network, uh, Tune in radio. It's everywhere. And the home base is santhonysays.podbean.com. But basically, if you can't remember where it is, you can literally just go into Google or any search engine and type in the S. Anthony Says podcast. Bam. Find and you can play it. You can go to you can you can even just type in my name S. Anthony Thomas and the podcast will pop up. Or you can just go to santhonysays.com and that will direct you to a blog that has all the stuff on it. Okay. 
Uh, the email address is talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Please continue to use that. I do read the messages and thank you very, very much for those of you that do write. And like I said, if you want me to read your email on the, on the air, please put in the body of the email somewhere. I give you, uh, is you yeah, you can read this on the air. And then uh, if, if it's something I, I think I, that will help out, I will, I will read it on the air, but I will read it anyway, but read it on the air if you give me permission in that way. Oh, my friends, this has really, really been fun. And it always is, you know, I, mean, I wouldn't do something 278 times and counting if it wasn't fun. And it's fun to express myself to people that care you. And, you know, it feels good to be able to do whatever the hell you want to and have people enjoy it. Hello and hello and thank you, of course, to my sass bastards in the United States, my sass bastards in Canada, my sass bastards in the UK, my sass bastards in Australia, and my sass bastards in all the other places, too numerous to mention. Much love to everybody. I really do appreciate you bastards. And um, I'm going to say goodbye. Hold on, hold for a second. Wait a minute, I didn't get an opportunity to say anything on this episode. That's because I don't like you. Yeah, but I mean, you're gonna come in at the end. I mean, I'm, I'm almost done here. I'm saying goodbye to my sass bastards, you know, and then I'm gonna, you know, uh, edit this up and upload it and then, you know, begin working on 279. Can I be in episode 279? <laughs> sure, you can. <laughs> I am not letting that dumbass in episode number 279. I'm gonna distract him and then I'm gonna say goodbye. But I can hear you. I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> uh, Okay, what do you want to say to the people since you're here? I mean, is there anything you want to add to this? We've already done the whole the whole show. I, mean, I don't know what you could actually add to. You know, I'm trying. This is the part. I mean, this this part is going on already. I was just about to say goodbye to everybody, and now you're going to chime in. You know, man. I mean, I mean, I have been a contributor to this show for a long period of time, and then I'm wondering why I'm not getting any consideration. I mean, maybe I should co-host the show with you. <laughs> oh God, no, no, because all we're going to do is start fighting. Because you're going to say some stupid crap and I'm going to get mad at you. I don't say stupid things. You don't. So when I'm talking about something, you always come in and contradict me. I never do that. You just did it. That doesn't count. F you. No, F you. It's my show. Oh, that's right. Punk ass. Anyway, folks, forget this jackass. It's just me talking to you and not you. Hey, 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 guess why you're not getting any in the next episode. If you keep your mouth shut and let me say goodbye to my sass bastards, I'll think about letting you be in episode 279. We got a deal. All right. Good. Folks. <clears throat> God, he's a pain in the ass. Uh, folks, I just want to say thank you again for, for listening to the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I'm going to say goodbye to you the way. I am going to say goodbye the way you always say goodbye. S. Anthony out. Really? Really? I, I literally was just going to say my my goodbye thing. And if I had gotten through that, then you, you know what? I'm banning you from 279. How about that? <laughs> exactly. I thought that would shut your punk ass up. Anyway, folks. <sighs> Shh. Okay. Okay. If you be quiet, I may, I, I'll let you, maybe I'll let you in 279. Okay. Just don't say anything. Let me end the show. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye to you. And we're going to do it on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Outer. Oh, really, dude? Let's do this again uninterrupted. <clears throat> on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony.
out.